I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And thanks to Sound Guy Tom, we are on another virtual field trip. Yes. We're lucky enough to be joined today by Thomas Brogiolo and Kelby Pedri Edwards, owners brewers at Helia Brewing Company, another amazing brewery in Vista, North County, San Diego. So welcome, Thomas and Kelby. Awesome. Thank you so much for having us. Excited to share some ideas and some beers here with you guys. Yeah, so are we. So first thing we always like to try and do is kind of give us a little background story. Uh, tell us a little bit about Helia Brewing. What's your origin story? Uh, we really like kind of that surf island vibe and kind of give us a, a background on where all that came from. It uh, started from uh, our passion about craft beer. Uh, I am from Brazil, but I have roots here in, in uh, North County, San Diego, since the 80s. My, my parents bought a house here, so I used to, to spend uh, vacation here. Maybe seven years ago, I was coming back from a surf sesh, going back home, and I saw Kelby by then uh, brewing on his garage. I was holding my board, super thirsty after some surf, <laughs> and uh, I saw this. He was building his mustache by then, and like big beard, and like yeah. big, steering a big pot. And uh, as soon as I as I asked him, "Hey, what, what are you doing there?" He's like, "I'm brewing beer." I'm like, ah, oh, this, this is a good friend to have, for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very cool. So then tell us, like, when and how did you first kind of get into brewing? And then actually, I'll add on, since Thomas uh, brought it up, is a, is a beard necessary to be a brewer? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, To beard or not to beard? <laughs> that was Talon's question. I think, uh, I think there's a place there. I think there's a little place there for it, but it's not totally necessary. Okay. To each their own, I guess. That's part of what makes craft beer so special is all the awesome people that you know, have their their own lifestyles is intertwined with uh, their passions. Yeah, for for me, uh, I, I first got into brewing. I've, uh, I was originally very passionate about you know, food and cooking and culinary and I used to work as a private chef throughout the Bay Area in San Francisco. I'm originally from uh, Encinitas, Acadia, San Diego, and um, just throughout my travels. And food has always been a creative expression of myself and what I needed to kind of do. And beer fit just perfectly in that. Yeah, just it really ticked all the boxes for me. And I, I don't know how many years ago I started homebrewing. It was quite a few. And I was struck by some uh, some craft brewers uh, a long time ago and just kind of never never really let it go and yeah very good so you you two meet up and it was cool because i was coming to live here from brazil and in brazil by then it was 2013 when we met and uh brazil was like starting with this craft beer revolution and i was like super into it down there like more as a as a consumer like i, I was like i would be drinking a lot of craft beer down there but yet we, we, we weren't on the same like level of quality as we had here by then. So here the craft beer revolution started, I don't know, in the end of the beginning of the 80s. 
Right. And down, down there, it's, it's been like 10 years now. Okay. And uh, basically, when I came here, I wasn't a brewer, brewer at all. Uh, everything I learned actually was with this guy here by my side. When I met Kelby and I, I got acquaintance of his, his beers and his recipes, I had like a really good idea of what I like to drink and which styles I, I would like. I was digging into it and like what, what we had available by then in the market regarding craft beer. Right, right. I, I can say that like it was love at, love at the first sight. <laughs> <laughs> so where did the Helia come from in terms of your naming? So how, how did you come up with that as the name of your brewery? So, so Helia, just the, the background of the name, um, so Helia, she's, she's the daughter of Helios from Greek myth. She's amazing. Yeah, she's, she's the sun goddess, yes. the daughter of the sun and from the ocean. Beer is inspired by sun and sea. There you go. Is she the woman on your can? Yes. On the front of the surfboard on your can? Okay, makes yes. sense now. There you go. <laughs> she's, she's the sun goddess, yeah. And she's a surfer and she loves the ocean. Oh. As we... So this this logo is our uh, modern interpretation of a sun goddess. Perfect. I know it's a great logo, and so if anybody hasn't seen it now, once they look at it, because again, it's it's kind of that stereotypical, you know, surf culture, surf vibe. That you know, girl on the uh, you know hanging ten on the front of a longboard. But now I know exactly who she is and what her name is. So that's a, that's, yeah. cool. that's a good story. Yeah. I I think someone mentioned that on our first trip and got laughed at. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Some know-it-all had to tell you all about Greek mythology and then was laughed at by the crew. Exactly, <laughs> yes. The name brought us a lot of the, you know, meaning and kind of relativity to us as a meeting in Lucadia and kind of you know, originating from there. Lucadia itself is a, a Greek name and kind of a, a paradise in a sense. And a lot of the street names are, you know, named after Greek. Um, yes. Greek goddesses and myths and stuff. Kind of gave us... It was something too within craft beer that we had been kind of missing, kind of a a femininity, a femininity, yeah, yeah. a feminine approach to a feminine side, feminine side, yeah, yeah. It, it's a warm, welcoming, you know, inviting. It, it really responds well to our beer styles too, as well, and um, how we like to brew our our beer and our styles. Yeah, if you if you think all the when when beer started to be brewed, who the people the the, the women women w- would be brewing beer, correct? Like yeah. men, men brewers there like recently, right? Story. And but this is an addition. Like I think the whole feminine side plays along well with this idea of like happiness, the sun, where we live right now, California, kind of like the our logo and branding tries to like communicate what what we have on our life on a daily basis like creativity like right how the feminine can be can be like uh, delicate and bring nuances of like flavors and everything so yeah just kind of promotes a good vibe yeah good yeah i think when we look at her and and the logo and we when you are like at the tasting room drinking our beer the idea like we have a few values that we went to like I don't know, share with our like customers and, and patrons. So li- listener, that's why we ask the questions. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we ask because who would have guessed that coming in when you're just, you, you see the, the great surfer girl logo with the big sun behind her. And now you know the whole story. We're enjoying a beer right now, and we probably should give a shout out to Jason at Brew Catalog for making sure they were delivered in a safe and friendly manner uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but we've already started, so maybe you guys could tell us a little bit about the first beer we're enjoying, your Far From East West Coast IPA. This is a, this is a great collaboration between the, the two of us. It's a, it's a beer that Thomas has been dreaming with for, for a while, and um, it's a beer that we were able to... to to put together and uh, do a can together. Yeah. We were developing, we were doing R&D, like R&D on beers for a long time. Since we started to have like a nice lineup of beers ready here to for the tasting, we were able to like have more time to develop different recipes, like things that we were like, we were like planning to do, but didn't have time to. And this is a, this is a, kind of like uh, an outcome of this like a little a little window that we had to put like kind of like a west coast ipa with low bitterness but still lots of like citric and floral notes hop hop notes out there so it's definitely hop forward but it doesn't have that big kick of bitterness and it's got the citron amarillo which which you can recognize right away the amarillo in it but the pacific jade's a hop you don't see very often in your west coast ipas around here anyway yeah i think it's kind of you know kind of cool like kind of bringing an, an ode back to the the west coast ipa style especially throughout you know california as diverse as we are and as you know kind of gives california its own identity because of that but yeah so bringing pacific jade in as the the bittering hop gives it just a nice clean really easy light bitterness to it Meridian is kind of one of my favorite aspects of this beer. Kind of helps accentuate something that we've been trying to figure out how to accentuate and bring out the different kind of notes and flavors of each hop that we've wanted to to kind of focus on. You know, citric can be, you know, 10 different things essentially mm -hmm. in a way depending on how it's used. Um, but Meridian kind of helps bring out a little bit different notes that you wouldn't normally like kind of find in, in uh, some of our bigger hops there. It balances out nicely. No, it's very good. It's very tasty. I like the citrus at the, you know, you get a good good feel of the, and the aroma of the citrus, uh, kind of a citrus smell to it. It's, it's a good, it's cl clean finishing. It's a good, good tasty IPA. Yeah. Sure is. I know, thanks. It's got that, a little diversity to it with five different hop styles in it. <laughs> Another good, good vibe. Good vibe. Yeah. So. One question that we made ourselves was like, which hops Meridian would play well with, you know? Like this was like, when when we were considering like uh, aroma hops and late additions and like dry hopping, we were like, you know, Meridian would play along with, and then came Amarillo, then came Citra. It, it does not taste like a beer that just had a bunch of hops thrown at it to see what works. It, it tastes like a beer that where you worked hard to make sure that everything came together. Because, like I said, you can get that Amarillo and the Citra right away, but then you're like, what, el what else is working in here? So nicely done. Yeah. Thank you. 
So going kind of going back, you kind of talked about this or started to touch on it. Can you can you talk a little bit about some of your well, I guess we'll kind of break it into two parts, but one would be kind of your obstacles and successes right now that have kind of helped define Helia Brewing to this point. And then also at the same point, touch a little bit on some of the that philosophy that you were talking about or those, you know, values that you're trying to uh you know, when people walk into your tasting room that you want people to get the idea or the understanding of kind of that that good vibe that you were talking about. Well, we I think the the biggest one that we had to overcome even before, like, be able to, like, uh, I don't know, build up the place was come up with, like, a good plan for the brewery. Because we we had at first the idea seven, eight years ago, but then the market place was totally different by then. Right. And then when we finally, we, we were able to put, like, together a, a solid business plan and like uh, and, and and evolve with our recipes and beers as well along with it by the time that we were able to finally execute the plan uh the, the marketplace had, had changed a lot right so one of the things that i think we did right was come up with uh, a tasting room that we, we like to be we like to work on it and be on it and drink <laughs> you need <laughs> you spent a lot of time there so <laughs> a lot of time I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, and and i i think we we know we are here for the long run so we are not desperate trying to convince everyone that we have the best beer but we decide to brew the beers that we like to to drink first uh, independent of sometimes people ask oh which style like Ilya represents uh, the styles that we like to drink as as brewers and and, and owners and and we take good care of it so this was was kind of like something good that we did like decide for a nice place to to work on and and like brew beers that we like and we, we are proud to brew and like to brew and drink and share with people yeah we've uh... You know, challenges. We 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 built the place our, ourselves here over almost two years, and uh, you know, finally getting to that point where you know we can open it and, and share our our dream and share this this beautiful tasting room as kind of a community center with everybody it was a huge success for us and something that we really like hold hold sincerely and deeply. Right. Both of our both of us. Yeah, well, I've I've been there several times, and I would agree. It's it is has it's got a really good vibe there. It's 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 very friendly, very inviting, um, and it's uh it's big, it's spacious, which is kind of nice. And and you know you I remember the first time I came there, there was like a, a birthday party going on, and there were the people at the bar. So there's just a ton of different things going on. So and it's and it's big enough to accommodate all of that. And and you you know you, you everybody can kind of find their space and that kind of stuff. But people were real cool, and actually the people who were having the birthday invited me over, gave me some birthday cake. So that's oh, always nice. a good way to make friends and. Exactly. So, so yeah, no, I, I, what a great day that is. Yeah, I 100% agree. You guys have nailed it with regards to kind of that vibe you're trying to create. So, it's really awesome to, you know, be able to have this, you know, this space available to not only do birthdays, but you know, we hold private parties here all the time and weddings and be able to share this with, you know, other, other like families and their celebrations has been huge. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I can almost see it from my house, which is really cool. Because I, I just live on the other side. I live on the other side of Palomar, and I can just look across and I can see you guys over there. So that's also good to know. Hey, nice. Almost walking distance. If next time, we just yell. If you need beer, just yell. Yeah, 
<laughs> well, now I got Jason. Jason's my new best friend. I just call him up. And he brings me <laughs> You'll never out. leave so home again. It's, uh, I'd much rather be able to go over there and hang out in your in your thing, and I know that is. But in a, a close second, is Jason showing up and bringing yeah. me here? So, but look where I'm. I'm stuck in the garage here. So you're you're living large. Yeah, we got we got two other <laughs> Zoom meetings going on at for work things in my house. So I got banished That's to the funny. garage. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they put, they put you on hold there. Uh, but still on the challenging topic, we did well on this first year. We did we did fine. We we did great. By the way, we 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 like what we did. We worked hard. We worked hard together. So everything that we were able to develop went well. But in, in the middle of this first year open, uh, we found out that it's so important to have like a canning line. Yeah, and it was important before. Now it's like fundamental. So. Yeah, it's right, essential. Right. Yeah. So how how many of your beers do you can? You, I know you. We've, I think we've got two cans. Um, mm-hmm. are, are those the only two beers you guys are canning right now? Yeah. So we we started out with our um, our, our our two cans, our, our Happy Pale Ale and our, our Hazy J that uh, we've been canning for about eight months now. Right. And uh, we've been excited and looking forward to building on that in kind of the same fashion but now relative to what's happening in this you know, past couple of months it's actually you know fortunate that we've been kind of switching up now we were able to right. get the far from east into kansas you know it's past yeah. can that's good i don't know if you guys noticed there we have a really cool it's a it's a new like a digital printed can yeah uh, it's a new machine that they just brought into the from, uh, from the uk it's pretty cool you can kind of you know no setup fees you can uh, mix and match and you can print a, a different design on a thousand different cans if you want but um that's great looking forward to, to working with that more often and you know it's definitely an eco-friendly option for us as well versus a shrink sleeve but so i have what is quickly becoming my favorite question for guests on the show and that's to ask you about do you remember your first wow beers where the first beers you had where you just thought i didn't know beer could taste like that or you know, it helped you fall in love. Obviously, you love brewing and you love working together and you love beer. So do you remember your first wild beers that changed your thoughts on what beer could taste like? Yeah, we have <laughs> one in common that is like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. I think for me, it was one of the first ones. But then then we have we have a few others. Like the Schutz is a, is a brewery that we really like. Yeah. I don't know. It was the first. Wild beer that Kelby shared with me, at least I remember. I had a little stint living in a little cabin in backwoods, Oregon, backpacking. I came out in a bend, and then, you know, first like been there for a week. First thing I see is the shoot. It's just like this big, like glowing aura, of, like <laughs> right. <laughs> it was like 15 years ago. I was like walking to the brewery and did the tour, and you know. I had already been drinking, you know, to shoots quite a bit before then, but to actually see it in person, I think was um, kind of a wow factor. That's for me. cool. Uh, and also, also like when I was down in Brazil, this before I met Kelby, and I'm talking about like maybe 10, 12 years ago, Brazil started really slow with craft beer and, and we didn't know how to do by then. So most of the breweries, they would pasteurize their beer. So all the hop flavors would go off and you, you wouldn't like taste the beer properly. But then, then some, some people start to import like a stone that by then, 12 years ago, it was, was like heaven for us. So all ruination and like 
heavy stiff front stone was like open uh, yeah. opening doors for me as <laughs> yeah. And now you have your own brewery four miles away. I mean, where where, where do you start with wild beers in San Diego? It's like yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, I agree. Beautiful, beautiful time. But but you you know what the amazing thing is is most people when we ask them that one of the first beers they all talk about is Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yes, it's uh, it mm-hmm. seems to be a very common one for a lot of people. So chalk another one up for Sierra Nevada. There you go. <laughs> That's Tom's Tom's favorite beer. Uh, so here's here's a question for you guys a little bit and a chance for you to kind of kind of talk a little about uh, Helia a little more. Can we have a uh, beer? So if someone first? comes to Helia. Uh, sure if we can i was gonna let them uh, introduce one beer we should try okay uh but i was gonna say, i'm being like the doctor I, whatever I'm you want to go with it yeah you are the other one so i was gonna say if someone comes to helia or is looking to order some beers on brewcatalog.com right now from jason what beers do they have to try what are you going to recommend to them you know what are what are some of your favorites of the of, i'm sure you like all of them but what are what are some of your favorites that you would say hey these are the beers you got to try you gotta you gotta try the ponytail red that's a standard the porter has been a standard. It's been really cool. Like you know, over you know, you know, we're a little over a year old, so it's it's been great to use this time and to actually you know kind of figure out more than just what we want to brew and what we like to drink, but what people respond to and what people like from us. And um, our our hazy J is is awesome. It's probably one of our best sellers here. It's kind of a West Coast inspired hazy J. We still brew it like a Northeast hazy, but not but without. A little bit of that heaviness, so it's still light and like kind of poppy, a little bitterness there too. Our lager is really nice and crisp and light and refreshing. We do a little fruity version of our hazy too. We have some foggy pails, coffee stouts, constantly revolving stuff. That's good. All right, so Jeff, what should we try next? I do have the lager right here. Oh, you're going to go to that? Well, you have your. I don't have a logger. I've got. Thank you, by the way. We did notice <laughs> the logger. We noticed that special extra beers showed up in our order, and we appreciate that very much. Yeah, we, we, know, we really appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. that uh, yeah. Thank you. So yes. times are tight, and and uh, we didn't expect that, but we're very appreciative. So you you try the logger. I'm going with the hazy J. I am going to try the logger. And I did want to give a shout out to uh, when we were there in July. We had the double IPA, which we weren't even going to order. Tom ordered a, a taster of it, and because oh, yeah, double that. IPAs exactly, yeah. tend to, right. they're getting so so good now. But for quite a while there, they were just overboard to me and and talent. And Tom ordered a taster of it, and we all left with crowlers of it. Yeah, it was that was that good. Um, yeah, and shouted it out on our on an early version of our show because we were so impressed that that was the first double IPA I had that wasn't just kick you all around the room and smack you in the face it was smooth and crisp and balanced and and was really impressed with that so all right awesome throwing throwing an extra shout out in there nice, thank right you on. appreciate it. yeah we uh we actually we brew that with um local wildflower honey it's like a little less than like seven percent of the the bill there can you get remind me of the name of it i, I remember it had something to do with love right yeah, our layers of love. Layers of love. That's that was, it. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what. I'm yeah, doing. right. That's a fantastic beer, also. And I'm pouring my hazy J. We'll, we'll bring that back for sure. Tom, what do you have up there? They were kind enough to give me Stone Steps a Pale Ale. All right, this is yeah. a new one for me, so I'm I'm looking forward to this. That's an Encinita shout out, right? That's a that's a place I used to surf all the time when I was growing up because I grew up. Exactly. All of us actually, all of us grew up in Carlsbad, so we're locals as well. 
And yeah, uh, I, I say one of my favorite spots about where you guys are is that's where when the raceway, uh, there was a time back in the, it would have to have been the early 80s, late 70s, and uh, they put a skate park in there. So I used to go out there and skate yeah. all the time uh, where, yeah. where you guys are located, you know, so nice. it's definitely a place that's kind of close and near and dear to, to all of our hearts. Yeah. And Stone Steps was the nice. place I had my first surfing lesson, which was not the right place nice. to have your first surfing lesson. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the the waves were too rough, the break was too hard, and the surfers were not nice to have a newcomer there. <laughs> I learned all of that in the first thirty minutes of trying to surf. But now that you are featuring uh, Stone Steps on the podcast, it'll be all, all good for you. That's yes. right. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you're a local. <laughs> there is a funny story with this beer, Stone Steps. Uh, we brewed this uh, uh, hazy payway. We call it foggy payway to differentiate a little bit of the hazy IPAs. But it's this foggy payway we brewed for the Stone Steps Surf Invitational. That is oh, the, okay. the, the one of the, the oldest, like most traditional longboard competitions here in San Diego. Yeah, Happened very cool. Since like 1975, something like this. This is a very crushable beer. <laughs> I think that was the play. Bless. <laughs> this is, oh, you could get in some trouble with this one. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that this, I, the lager is really a tasty lager too. Like I said, I'm, I actually really enjoy lagers. And, and so it's for me, I, I'm actually really glad that this is the one I got as my extra nice. uh, it's it's very crisp super clean uh especially on a day like today when it was about 82 83 degrees yeah. um it's just a perfect beer to have out and sip you know watch the sunset and, and you can have quite a few of these right on. yeah the lager is um you know for us it's, it's been like a really fun thing for us to kind of build on that's our third time brewing the recipe each time we do Kind of almost the same, you know, grain bill, but we changed up a little bit. Of, you know, originally it was um, it was it was like a Pacific Northwest, and then uh, it was like Wakatu and Laurel hops. The one you have now is 100% Nelson. The original one I think we did was Wakatu and something else, but you get a little bit of a Mexican-inspired cerveza, right? But we don't use corn with it, right? But not as it's not so sweet. Yeah, you don't get that sweetness, you don't get that like back of the mouth kind of like, you know, flaked corn thing there. Right. Um, it's just something that's that's really refreshing to us, really crushable, really kind of, you know, it brings you back to just kind of living in San Diego, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a huge Mexican lager guy. You know, and, and, and I'm like the only one of these guys that love something yeah. like for me, like, like my ultimate beer really still is, is having a Pacifico on a beach in Baja. Like that's like in my mind. Cause it just takes me back. But, but this to me is, is like, it's a better beer. I mean, it's a better tasting beer, but it, and it's, it would be that kind of beer. Like I could have this sitting on a beach in Baja and be very happy. I know Jeff would like it cause he's the biggest issue with Mexican lagers is that sweetness. And so I don't like the sweetness. I like the more ger German lager. Yeah. He'll like this very much. Cause it is a good blend to that. I like the German lagers that have that American twist. Yeah. Yeah. The idea for this recipe was always like to target like an American lager as crispy as we could with a nice dry finishing. So. Yeah. Yeah. You guys nailed it. With some complexity there. Fun. I've got the hazy J. So if I was already impressed that you had snuck four hops into the, uh, <laughs> far from the far from east the hazy j has you count them seven hops used <laughs> but they are all from new zealand 
they're all, all like yeah. brothers no. and sisters. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they all get along there. Yeah. They all get along real well. <laughs> they've all they, most of them. They've all least. tapped their feminine side. They're all getting along. It's much smoother than the uh, far <laughs> from east. It's got talent. You'll appreciate this. A smooth mouth feel. Uh, oh, that's especially good. for that's an IPA. Good. I was a little surprised by that. <laughs> yes. Um, kind of smooth and rolls versus that uh, bite that you might be used to with an IPA. So another fantastic beer. Nice, right on. That beer, the, the Hazy Jays, uh, has been a it, <laughs> love that beer. But it, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's well, like we were like, uh, let's let's start like explore like New England hazies, and then and then we start to drink hazy beers, hazy IPAs, and and we start to find out like I don't know a few ones that we like more than others. And we didn't know that like this hazy J would would come out with so light body, you know, like there is a really light body for a, a hazy IPA there. That's true. And then became the best seller here. <laughs> nice. And you have that in cans. And then we have that in cans. Perfect. So and, and, and was good. I think our main fun uh, playing with it was like all all the the games with the hops there. As you can see, we have like I think five hops from New Zealand and and Citroen Galaxy. Yeah, so there's the hops of that beer are fun because it's like we we originally started. I mean, like so huge shout out just to like the availability for fresh, rad, raw, amazing ingredients that craft beer craft brewers have available to them. You know, Crosby hops is one of the ones we use, but we use many hops. But so like the first. You know, we Crosby Hops, we, you know, they had this uh, kiwi blend. Yeah, so we're like, oh, yeah, cool. Let's do that. We'll use that with our hazy. And then we'll add, like, Strata was just coming out at that time, too. So it was, like, relatively cheap. And you can get, you know, it was actually available. You know, Citra was early in the year, so we could get Citra. And so then we brewed it. And we're like, oh, that was great. And then, we, you know, we went to brew it again. And Crosby Hops was like, oh, yeah, we discontinued that blend. <laughs> and then, like, Strata was, like, gone from, like, the world unavailable and it was like oh yeah what do we do so they you know, Crosby said they they you know they let us know those so that that blend of those those three New Zealand hops that and then we, we were like hey what did we get to get back to Strata and then so we kind of had you know it was, it was really fun for us just kind of like doing our own research and blending our own kind of hops together I cannot wait this year to get like some of our hop contracts going and to like get in like and like pick out our lots and like to get really hands-on with that. It's just, you know, been navigating the spot market and we've had a lot of help from local breweries and you know, local hop brokers and stuff. But So I, I have a question on on the brewery side of it, just because this is just interesting because it sounds like to me you guys start off and you, you when you're coming up, you have this idea and you do some experimentation, right? Some R&D and trying to figure it out. So how many batches does it take you to get from that starting of figuring out what, what hops are going to go with what to what to get to where you are with, with that, you know, finally coming up to that beer. And then when you're making those batches, how big are those batches? Are you just doing them on like a, a you know, a small, you know, batch setup or, you know, yeah, I guess, I guess that'd be very interesting to see that. How long does it take you to get to that final product? Like how many batches? Well, so, so we were able to, before we opened here, we were able to scale up some of our recipes to be able to get a baseline. So that allowed us to be able to start brewing like, you know, the five or so recipes that we really had 
that we were like, these are at least the five that we know we want to start with. And we had a baseline to it. We found our efficiency on our, our, our new system here and stuff. And then going forth with, with new recipes and new brews, once we had our system dialed in here after, you know, maybe like four or five brews and we found our efficiency and we found, you know, we, we have a, so we have a 15 barrel, essentially a five vessel, but it's a three vessel brew house. So we have mash ton, kettle, separate whirlpool. So like our separate whirlpool, a little challenge for us was trying to figure out how I love the aspect of having it, not only to help us move the process along, get beer out of the tank, to move along to double batch later on, but also giving us a, a second tank as not only like for filtration, but just for hop and flavor, you know, mm-hmm. dosing and stuff. So like right. just having that separate whirlpool and figuring out what are we pulling out of that? When do we need to add the hops to it? How long are we keeping the same temperature in it? What's our what's our time frame on that? Are we extracting bitterness? Like so, like just getting those things nailed down um, has really given us just a you know a baseline, and then from there, and additional to us like dialing up the system, there is all the research that we do, brewing and and developing each recipe and each style. So we have already a little like of like thought processing into each style and each beer that we've been brewing here. And since we opened, we brew a little over like 25 beers since, wow. since we opened on this bigger scale. Yeah, that's impressive. So when we think about an IPA... Different, different beers, yeah. Di- sorry, different beers, but on this bigger scale. So when we think about IPAs, we had like we have already on this like 15-barrel system we have here. We, we brew like, I don't know, not that much. We are open just for a year now, but right. like a little over eight IPAs. Okay, but still a lot in a year. Yeah, we know what we want. We know what we worked on, what we want to change. Even on like recipes that we like, we can change, you know. But, but like referring to that that baseline is, is, is then it's like, okay, where are you getting your sister from every time? Right. And how is it changing each time? How are you being so like... Those are things that we haven't, that's been hard to control for us. And we're looking forward to, to building on that. So those variables, right? Figuring out how to kind of control those variables. So yeah, interesting. So one of the things we're trying to do right now, especially in this current time in terms of, uh, you know, where, where breweries are trying to keep their names out there and getting people to purchase beers is, can you tell us how people can get Helia beers right now? Um, you know, are you guys doing pickup, delivery, uh, and then how do they access that? Uh, we do. We are open for uh, pickups and deliveries, everyday deliveries, pickups from uh, Mondays to Saturdays from 3 to 6. Perfect. And we have our online store right now uh, on our website, heliabeer.com. And so with those, are they, they can pre-order and come pick it up or is those, are those coming delivered? They can pre-order, they, they can order and they can choose to be picked up at the brewery or to be delivered. Perfect. Okay, great. And we serve the entire San Diego now. Until, that's until fantastic. we got in trouble. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. So that's good. So, yeah, no, that's our big thing right now with this. And, and part of our mission just in terms of us trying to record from home is to to keep giving you guys an opportunity to shout out where, where people can get your beers. Because, um, you know, we love you guys and we love what you guys are doing. And we want to make sure that uh, we get a chance to come hang out in, in your cool tasting room soon. So, 
We appreciate you doing this for us and for all the other breweries. We are all in need of like spreading the word about like deliveries and and this new like way to do things here for sure. Right, exactly. That's why it's actually really funny. I I ran into I was driving by and I just stopped at Dos Desperados to buy some beer just because of that. I've been trying to do like every two or three days to stop at a different brewery, yeah. and that's where I met I met Jason from Brew Catalog right out in front. Uh, cool. So we struck up a conversation and and he mentioned he was doing something helium. So I said, well, come on the podcast, we can talk you up, and then he talked up the breweries he's working with and again just trying to keep this message out there and keep people keeping you guys kind of in the forefront so people know what's going on so appreciate um yeah no problem tell them how good that uh collab collab with dos desperados that no worries yeah jeff jeff is jeff is talking about yeah that no worries pale ale how fantastic that collab is with with dos desperados it was it was phenomenal yeah Yeah. so yeah so um yeah, so one of the things kind of we'll just kind of ask you guys here is, you know, what's next for you guys? I mean, let's obviously we know where we are in the current time, but let's say we're going to get past this soon. Um, and what do you, what you guys in your plans? Like, do you guys have anything in terms of, you know, beers you're looking to, to come out with or distribution where we're going to be able to find it in different places? Uh, you know, anything you want to highlight? Yeah, I mean, for us right now, it's uh, definitely a crazy time right now. Super, super tough, but it, it's been a little bit, um, you know, it's, kind of been a little blessing for us to take a second and you know reevaluate that same question for ourselves but we really want to grow this this business in a sustainable way you know i feel like we've set down some pretty substantial roots and for us especially right now you know getting as many new beers out there as we can Uh, we still want to service as many of the of our local accounts that have been so awesome with us and with our self-distribution originally was, was really cool for us to, to kind of get so intertwined within uh, that part of the San Diego community. But for us going ahead, I, I think um, cans. Hey, that's, that's a good plan. <laughs> get more stuff into cans, you know? So, no, I mean, I, I, I think it's great that it's, it's, it's going to be for sure something that it's not going to be a, a, a massive, you know, thing for us right now, but it's going to allow us to, help us expand right now internally so that when we do get to start to reevaluate how we're, you know, reopening back into the community, that it's another kind of revenue source for us. Right. Um, but we, we've had a lot of success with cans and a lot of potential opportunities with it. Just we haven't been able to capitalize on it for, you know, just cans were mainly a marketing expense for us. Right. For, you know, just being honest, that's, it was something that we really wanted to always do and something that to get beer mobile for us was, was huge. But, right. But we, we love the, the artistic part of it and we love yeah, the opportunity absolutely. to like uh, brew new beers and develop new recipes. So if we had the vessel to sell them, we, we, we would be easier for us. Like right. if we have like the proper equipment to be canning different beers and, and being able to spread the word about them. Other the, yeah. the new beers would, would be awesome. This is what we are aiming right now. And then for me, I'm like, gotta make sure. Like, I'm just, I'm, you know, quality has to be number one. I think that's always been our strategy from eight years ago. Is that's always been our kind of like underlying theme with craft beer and why craft beer has so much potential. Is if we all, you know, stick together and we all do everything that we can to brew and to be the best. Just quality wise and yeah we we would there. we would love to right. maintain this 
I don't know, uh, somehow a little bit of this peaceful time that we are going through right now to have more time to brew and, and be creative out, out there. Because now, right. I don't know, everybody's like, kind of like, <laughs> that's true. There is a little you know, going on for everyone. So that's what I keep telling everybody when they're talking about, oh, that I said, you wait, because in, in who knows how long, but in a month or two, you're going to be right back into the, you know, rat race that then you're going to go, wow, if I only had a day to just sit yeah. around and figure out what I was going <laughs> to yeah. do. So that's, that's <laughs> looking at the bright side sometimes of things and trying to make the positives of things. So I'm going to give you one other opportunity too, because I know at some point we are going to be able to hold events again. Um, and I understand you guys are, are a great venue for some events. So if you want to highlight that as well, so that once we get back to that point, uh, what are some things people can, can uh, do or host at your tasting room? We, we love parties. Uh, yeah, we love parties here. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have events. We have corporate events. We have birthday parties. We have baby showers, celebration of life, pretty much everything in between. Perfect. We're definitely looking Great. forward to get back to do um, you know, one of the highlights for us, I think, over uh, this past year was um, some of the success of, of doing um, some some live music events here. Oh, yeah. Whether it was Helia Fest or Reggae Fest. or I think for, for me, it's, it's such a great show of being a part of the community and being a kind of a community resource center where people can gather and people can like trust and keep people can be free together and enjoy their time and drink some good beer fits right into that good vibe too as well when you got some music there i think actually one of the nights i was there you guys had a reggae artist playing and it was very cool so i think that once everything opens people are going to go crazy so i think you guys are going to be packed once <laughs> once people can get out again it's going to be like oh why would i stay home anymore i'm going out every right. night of the week so um right yeah you know, so i mean maybe right. that'll be the positive too out of this so it's going to be Very a brew good. crawl around that area. Yeah. yeah well, right? it should be. You just brew, brew crawl the street, that street right there. The great. Right. Right. Like I said, I can see all three of them from my house. So it's awesome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you guys should just, just close that cul de sac right there. Just yeah. close it. Yeah. Street party. It would be a right. party. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No, we're so so. to be a, I mean, took us how many, I mean, from however many years, almost five, six years of planning to the point where we were like, okay, let, now we can like maybe like sign let, let's try and find a lease let's try and find somewhere right now that was like a year and a half of river you know, expedition but to be able to like end up you know in this little awesome community here in vista right the vista beer guild here originally started by booze bros and those guys and like just like the city of vista too has been so helpful yeah. for the economic development team like allowing us to not only do the music but our lot our food and like you know, they've just been very, very accepting here and helpful. And all the other breweries super supportive with each yeah, other. Right. Lots of collaboration going. Right. So. Yeah, we hear that from all of them. That's what's actually kind of cool when you think about it, because there's not a lot of industries where you find that. You know, most industries when you're in a in competition, it's uh, right. <laughs> it's highly competitive. Where this one, yeah, you're in competition, but at the same time, everybody seems to be super supportive and and helpful. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys. That was that was fantastic. That was awesome. Thank you guys both. Right on. Appreciate the beers and and uh, and you guys taking some time to talk about them. You guys are doing great stuff. Thanks for having us. Thank you guys so really much. Really nice to talk yeah. with you. It's so good yeah. for us to to have someone to like share share our story and our ideas. Yeah. Especially on a moment like this. Thanks so much. Yeah, no problem. We appreciate it. Thanks again for joining us, Thomas Brogiolo 
and Kelby Pedri Edwards from Helia Brewing, inspired by the sun and sea. We definitely want to come sit down with you when we are given the all clear. Listeners, you can get Helia beer right now. No reason to wait. But once we are out and about again, come on out to Vista. You can check out Helia, Epic, Dogleg, Booze Brothers, Belching Beaver, Aztecs Around the Corner, all four or five more breweries just within a square mile. Yeah, right. Just within that little bit. Make a day of it. Also, thanks to Brew Catalog and Jason for making sure our beers arrived in a fast, safe, and friendly fashion. You know, we'd love to keep chatting. Right now, we got to run. B double E double R U N beer run. B double E double R U N beer run. All we need is a ten and a fiber car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N.